Welcome to episode 110 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released their Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we're looking at Unusual Suspects, which is released as Season 5, Episode 3, original air date November 16, 1997. The IMDb user score has risen from 8.5 to 8.7 out of 10, and the action primarily takes place in Maryland. This episode marks actually a few milestones in terms of the series and in network television in general. The first milestone specific to the series is that this was the 100th episode to air. So this was that magic mark when we get into the syndication. Now, this episode was written by Vince Gilligan and directed by Kim Manners. Both have a lot more to come in the future with the X-Files between them. The episode itself is very different from most of the rest. The movie was still in production when they needed to start filming the new season. So this was actually the first episode that they produced in season five, even though it was aired in third. David Duchovny was available only for a limited time, and Gillian Anderson was not available at all because that movie was in production. So they decided to make it a lone gunman-focused episode. And once they decided to do the origin story, then the ball really started rolling and they started having a lot of fun with it. So it's set in May of 1989. Byers is really the lead character, and in the course of the episode, we get to see what brought the gunmen together, what inspired the title of their magazine, what turned them against the government, how they met Mulder and first became involved that way. In broad terms, a character named Suzanne Modeski comes to Byers under false pretenses and gets him to hack into a government database. When she needs the information decrypted, they eventually discover that there's evidence of mind control experiments and chemical weapons tests being used against the general population. Although it takes some time before the government are convinced that this is what's actually happening. In fact, Byer starts off as an FCC employee who's very pro-US government. By the time we get to the big climactic finale, Agent Mulder is exposed to some of this chemical before Mr. X shows up to clean up the mess. When it's all said and done, the gunmen have now formed a bond by this. They're working together, Sudan Medeski is gone, and Mulder comes to the gunmen to find out what happened. And things just go forward from there. We also get into a very small hint or indication that maybe, just maybe, the alien abduction of his sister that he remembers so vividly is actually a side effect of his experiences in this and a constructed or false memory. Now, in terms of the guest cast, we've got Property Master, or the prop guy, Ken Haralu, who found the giant cell phone, who plays the character Ken Haralu, the character who's playing Dig Dug until he's arrested for Byers' hacking job. Signe Coleman plays Sudan Medeski. She's best known as Celeste Napoli and Crystal on Santa Barbara, Annie Dutton and Terry DeMarco on The Guiding Light, and Hope Adams on The Young and the Restless, as well as Dictora in the Blade Runner video game. We'll see her on The X-Files as Sudan Medeski again. Richard Beltzer also guest stars. This is his only appearance on The X-Files, where he plays Detective John Munch. Beltzer is also known for playing Detective John Munch in Homicide Life on the Streets, he played Detective John Munch in Law & Order Special Victims Unit and other Law & Order shows. He played John Munch on The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, John Munch on 30 Rock, John Munch on The Wire, Detective Munch on Arrested Development, Detective John Munch on The Beat, etc. You may notice a pattern here. Crossovers within shows on the same network have been around for as long as spin-offs, you know, back to the 1950s and 60s, but they hadn't jumped between networks before. Even in the 1980s, when they would jump from unrelated shows. You know, you'd have characters from Facts of Life meeting characters from Mr. Belvedere or Coach and things like that. 
Uh, those are just random examples of shows that I knew had crossovers that may not have crossed over with the same shows that I remember here, but they were always at least on the same network. The X-Files had tried to cross over with CBS for Picket Fences with Red Museum back in Season 2, but those plans kind of fell through. Here they finally succeeded and did the first inter-network crossover using the same character, and it was the first time Richard Beltzer's Detective Munch appeared on another show. So he hadn't even crossed over on the same network at this point. He went from Homicide Life on the Streets to the X-Files, and then back through the Law and Orders and the other series that he's on. Now, as for the science behind this episode, well, the gas, the ergotamine histamine, from what I've been able to find, ergotamine is a real thing, and histamines are definitely real things, but Google can't seem to find any references to the two words together outside of transcripts to this episode. I know that ergotamine is similar to neurotransmitters, and it's saying that it's a vasoconstrictor, and can be used to treat migraines, especially in combination with caffeine, and it's had some other uses throughout history, but frankly, my biology is just not up to speed with comprehending what they have here about its mechanism of action and the biosynthesis and the further details I've been able to find. I know histamines in the context of antihistamines. You know, antihistamines reduce the histamines in the bloodstream so that your body is less prone to having allergic reactions. So these are both real things. We know what they have in terms of effects individually on the body. I don't know, nor am I qualified to even guess about whether or not this combination would have this effect. Now, Vince Gilligan does tend to do his research. He was talking with people from 2600 Magazine to get the dialogue right for this episode, for example. So it's possible that he found a doctor who was able to say, yeah, if you combine these two things, it'll do what you want it to do. I don't know if he did that or if they just found two words that were unrelated and put them together just to have something that sounded right, but still had that unknown element. So people couldn't immediately say, yes, it does or no, it doesn't. So I'm just not properly qualified to judge the science in this episode. The episode itself, though, is a lot of fun. And it's one of the ones I fondly remember from season five, which I remember as being one of the strongest seasons of the series. But we'll see if that memory holds up in the coming weeks. Speaking of coming weeks, join us back here in two weeks' time for Detour, season five, episode four. Thank you for listening.